and we welcome you to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album. I'm the author of the book, Tuesdays with Maury. That's the basis and the inspiration of this podcast, which has been going on for several years now. Lisa Goitz, my friend and producer of this program, is alongside as always. Lisa, it's good to see you again. Always nice to see you, Mitch. I was in Haiti for the last uh, eight days or so. Long time this time. Yeah, long stretch. And we were working with a nice crew of volunteers that came down to help us at the orphanage that I operate there. And I learned a lot uh, and a lesson that I want to share with you um, in a minute uh, about has to do with the morning. And we're going to talk about the value of the morning. Uh, You may, some of you who are religious or know your Bible verses may recall that there is a psalm that is often quoted from the Bible that says that uh, weeping may tarry for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. There's a lot of different new New English, old English, ancient English versions of that. But basically, (laughs) you know, you can cry during the night, but joy comes in the morning. And there is, there is something really important about that as we go through our very tough and pressured lives to keep in mind. So we're going to talk about that in a moment, but I want to, Lisa, give you an opportunity to share something because we were talking before the show started about something that's sadly is more universal than people uh, wish it would be. Uh, But you went through a a parting of your own uh, earlier today with your beloved dog, who was 18 years old, which is just remarkable. Uh, that's like yeah. 100, 105 for us. Yeah, she um, was old. 18. Tell us about her. Yeah. yeah, she was 18, Stella, Stella Gazella, Goichandriatis. Um, she, um, that's she a hell came, of a business card. I know. <laughs> she came to us from... Um, you know, all of our dogs are rescues, so she was from the shelter. I actually, 17 years ago went to the shelter to look for a different dog that I saw online. And then there was Stella in the same kennel and she just, she had these super long legs and she just like stretched, she had tiny little Chihuahua head and long legs. And she just stretched her legs up on the kennel when I came Mm -hmm. and was like reaching for me. And I was like, Oh man. And that was it. And, um, as 17 years later, she's, uh, we had to say goodbye today and it was very hard. It's hard. Um, she's actually still laying in the front room. I know this sounds very weird, but we had a vet come to um, euthanize her, which I highly recommend. We use this company called Lap of Love. Oh my God. It was, it's, it's night and day from when you take a dog to a vet's office, like, and it's yeah. cold and there's a million people there. And right. she was in her own room. I had like a nice music going and pretty candles. And it was just a lovely time for both Teddy and I and, and Stella. And we were there with her to the end. And the Dr. Marlene was so wonderful with her. And, you know, we were talking, I was talking about the show to Dr. Marlene as we were going through this process that like, you know, you wait, I wanted to wait for that last breath, you know, like I was watching her, you know, when they, you know, they put the anesthesia in her and then, um, just, it, this show has taught me so much about death and about life and about the process. Mm-hmm. And I, I handle it a lot differently than I think I did in the past. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about it, we've had this dog as long as a family has a child that goes to college. Like, yeah, that's right. 
and you think about that lifespan, a lot happens from birth to college, right? Um, to both of you, a lot happens to to you yeah. and Teddy, and a lot happens to the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's a long lifespan, you know, mm-hmm. to have a being in your life. So it really is like another person in our world. So you know, we were just talking about the whole process and how it's, uh, you know, I mean, it happens to all of us, I guess, but you can't. You can't deny the pain when it happens and you finally have to say that goodbye and they're gone, you know? I mean, she's like I said, she's still in my house. I know that sounds morbid. My husband's like, can we just keep her here? I'm like, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to be so nice tomorrow morning. Um, So uh, I have to drive her over there myself, which I've never done that part. Normally. Yeah. The well, people let's, take let's them. focus. Let's focus on that. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much on the gritty details, uh, yeah. but on, you know, what you took out of it. Uh, and, you know, as you're talking, it occurs to me that there are two kinds of goodbyes in this world. There's the goodbye that you have to say to everybody in your life who leaves you. And then there's the goodbye that you say when you go. And mm-hmm. that one, you only get one of. And the other kind, you have many, many of, uh, if you if you get a chance to you know live a live a long life, and they're always they're always um, difficult in their own way, because it means that you know the day isn't going to be the same anymore when the that person or your or your pet or whatever it is that you're saying goodbye to, even in many cases you know your hometown. Or mm-hmm. the country that you used to live in, and you're leaving, or, or anything like that. Goodbyes are 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 difficult, but the fact that you you're the one saying goodbye to something else or someone else instead of the world saying goodbye to you, and, and vice versa, means that you have more opportunities and you can grow from what you just went through. Uh, yeah, you have other dogs. Right. Yes. Yes. My guess is, and we've not even discussed this, but my guess is you would not be adverse to another dog coming in your life under some strange circumstance. Only in case of an emergency. Yeah. We have we have we have capped ourselves now. We're like we are done. Yeah. We have a puppy. That's you know, she's what only they two. all say. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. two. You're done. We have a puppy that's two. Yeah. So we were done <laughs> as of two years ago, but. Yeah, <laughs> there may be another puppy that comes along and stretches its legs in a particular way that makes you feel like it's talking just to you, and you're like, "All right, one more exception." <laughs> the the point is, whether you do that, do it or don't do it, you have the chance to do it. You yes. have the chance to do it, and that's the beautiful part that has to be celebrated. And um, you know, there are there are many uh, traditions as to how people say goodbye in this world, the religious traditions and cultural traditions and things like that. And one that I'm familiar with, the Jewish tradition, I think speaks to exactly what we're talking about here when when it's the, the Jewish way of mourning is there's a very specific time. Uh, there's you know seven days after the person dies. That's called mm-hmm. sitting Shiva. You've probably heard of that. Yes. You know, yes. where people come over to the to the home uh, and, uh, you know, bring food. You're always supposed to bring food and you're supposed to cover the mirrors so people don't have to, you know, look at each other, look at, oh, look how bad, look, I'm, I'm crying, I'm grieving, whatever. And you're supposed to bring food and you're supposed to talk and you're supposed to have conversation. And, and uh, you know, some people may look at that and say, well, wait a minute, where's the somberness of it? Where's the, where's the seriousness of it? And, and, and then 
after the seven days are over, that's it in terms of how long you're supposed to sit shiva. And then you, there's there's also like a month that, that, that you privately that you do it, and then uh, and then you commemorate it at the end of a year. But each mm-hmm. of these time periods have a finite ending to them. Right. And the reason they have a finite ending to them is because the, the, the philosophy is life is for the living. And those who have departed, they're hopefully in a better place in a different world. And, you know, and, and there's a whole set of circumstances for them. But for the people here, we're supposed to be reminded that, yes, you don't just you don't just go out to Chuck E. Cheese five minutes after right. you're done. But right. there's a period of time and then you have to say that's it. Yes. Period of time, and then you have to say that's it. And now we're going to get on to the fact that we are still here and we are still living, which is why I say there may be a period of time, not this week, but you don't know, in a month or two or three, where you see some little dog stretching its legs and you, and you say, you know what, I'm ready to make room yeah. for another animal. One day. But let me tell you one thing before we move on that was so interesting. When the vet was here, after it was all done, we let the other dogs come into the room. They they suggest doing that so yeah. that the dogs can know right. that, that it's over. The craziest thing, Mitch, I'd never done this before or seen it like this. Two of the dogs came into the room. One came in, touched noses with the dog very quickly, touched noses, walked away. The other dog came in, touched noses, walked away. The puppy who was most sensitive to this dog barely even like noticed her. Hmm. The doctor said that's because, first of all, animals don't grieve the way that we grieve. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, they'll grieve. There, there has been studies done about animals and grief, but there's pheromones. And when they know that there's no more pheromones coming out of the dog's breath. Right. It's done. And they know that it's done. And they just went on their way. It was the craziest thing, but it taught me something. Like I I learned from them today. I was like, wow, look how they're handling this. Mm. Like this was their friend, their sibling. And they just touched noses, walked away. I was like, I don't know. I, I, I felt like so I in learned their, something in their, from in them. In their way, they sort of have their own form of acceptance. Yes. That at least from the human uh, angle, we almost envy. It's like, wow. Yes. It, it can be that easy. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the dogs don't have emotion. And that right. doesn't they just, dogs, you know, obviously they're going to express it in a different way. I wouldn't even say that dogs don't grieve. They do because mm-hmm. we, we've seen that. We've seen that when you, you hear dogs whimpering and crying, yeah. you know, when their owners are hurt or whatever. So they clearly can feel that emotion, but there may be something innate to them in terms of living and not living that they understand and accept that's different than us and maybe in its own way, uh, less painful. Well, last night, the, the one who died today was crying all night. She was making these really like loud, screamy kind of crying noises. And our big giant shepherd was shaking in his boots all night. We couldn't get him calmed down. Like he was so uneasy listening to her, you mm. know, I had to shut her in a whole different room and put him in another place so he wouldn't have to deal with it. Mm. But this morning when she was gone, touch nose, walk away. It was, it's like, mm. I just learned a really like nature lesson. Yeah. You know, it was kind of just a, it was deep, man. It was very deep. <laughs> we'll be back with more Tuesday people right after this.
So what you have just kind of laid out there actually plays into what I was going to talk about anyhow today to a degree. And I'll get started and I'll, I'll, I'll further de- delve into it next week. Tomorrow, you'll start a new day and a new life without your beloved dog. Yes, but the you'll morning. Be, but you'll be here. So mm-hmm. to that certain degree, you know, there's that uh, tears will be shed at night, but joy comes in the morning. Now, joy doesn't come meaning you're happy that your dog is no longer there. But joy comes in the fact that you get to live another day and the day brings with it all kinds of possibilities. When we are fearful in our life, when we are worried about things, it always seems to be worse at night, doesn't it? You take oh, your, yes. you, you take your worries with you to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been having some of that going on this past week, and a lot of a lot of worry, a lot of anxiety, a lot of things going on. And I was down in Haiti, um, as I mentioned, and it really kind of came to a, uh, a, a crescendo on Saturday night, and had a bit really bad night, you know, bad night of sleep and, or not sleep, whatever. Oh, jeez, Mitch. And got up in the morning and normally, you know, for me, when I get up in the morning, I, I kind of lay out the day immediately. Like, you know, when I open up my eyes, it's okay, I'm awake. What am I doing today? Uh, All right. uh, My first thing is at eight o'clock or my first thing is at 10 o'clock, whatever. So I measure what time it is and how much time I have. Normally for me, I write. So, you know, I write when I get up in the morning. So it's more like, how long do I have to write before I have to do something else? Right. So my first thing is at 11. Okay, I can write from now. It's seven o'clock. I can write from now until 11, you know, or my first thing's at 12. I can write from now until 12, whatever. And then this comes and this comes and this comes. And with it, of course, comes all the things that you have to worry about with whatever those things are. You know, I got to get this done. I got to get this accomplished. I got to meet with this person. I got to be ready for this. And and the day kind of gets laid out like that. And and when I do that, when we do that, when all of us do that, we are missing something very fundamental that that is, first of all, we get to get up. Right. We get to get up. And so that's one check in the right box. Yeah. And we spend no time. No time appreciating that whatsoever. So on this yes. particular Sunday morning, after this tough night, I said, I'm just going to get up and I'm going to go down to where the kids are. I'm not going to worry about anything I have to do today just yet. I'm shoving it all off. I'm just mm-hmm. going to go down to where the kids are. And it's Sunday morning at the orphanage. Our kids get ready for church. You know, it's Sunday and they have services. And so they're always dressed really cutely. And the smallest ones were playing. I just went down and I just sat there and the littlest ones, when our, I say little ones, they're, you know, one and a half, two, oh, and a half, three. little babies. Yeah. You know, maybe up to, up to four or so. And they were playing green light, green light, green light, red light, you know, green light, green light, <laughs> green light, red light. So, you know, they can walk, 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 and then you say red light and they have to try to stop. And I just sat down and one of the little girls they all come, you know, running over to hug me and, and everything. It's you know, kind of part of our life there. And one of the little girls says, Mr. Mitch, Mr. Mitch, up, down, up, down, up, down. And she was just trying to show me that she had learned 
these two words up down. Oh. <laughs> well, she's only been with us for, you know, less than six months. So English is still a big deal. Yeah. Up, down, up, down. She's so proud of herself. And I just get very good. So she kept going up, down, up, down, because if you compliment her up, <laughs> right. down. and, um, you know, for that minute or so, I just lost myself in that. And yeah, you forget. That's the antidote yes. right there, isn't it? And you forget about what was keeping you up. You forget about the problems. And you see this joyous little girl who's just her biggest discovery of the day is that she can say up and down. And she knows the difference. Right. She was like going up and she was going down. And she was going up and she was going down. And when finally I lifted her, you know, I said up and put her down, down. And that it was that that made her day. Now she really oh, right. understood it. <laughs> and that is the uh, that kind of simple joy that a morning can bring to you if you let it if you mm-hmm. if you remind yourself that wait a minute before i i bring yesterday into today before i bring mm. last night into today before i drag last month into today before i drag this whole year into today and cloak it in yeah. you know like a tent okay now let's cover this day too let me appreciate the newness of being able to get up of this day, of yes. this particular day. And so by going and just sitting with the kids and not doing any of my normal routine, not doing any writing, not doing anything, just um, the first thing, just I just walked out of the bedroom and went down and sat on the, on the, on the, in the grass with the kids. And by doing that, I really felt that expression. It's like joy comes in the morning. Yeah. And, you know, whatever worries you had at night, joy can come in the morning. If you just look at it as a renewal, as a like, okay, another chance. Whatever you're dealing with, you just got another chance to deal with it. And that yeah. in and of itself, especially, you know, in light of when we have to say goodbye to loved ones or loved pets or whatever that, that are no longer here with us with that opportunity, we are almost obligated, obligated to approach each new day that way. And I remember Maury would always say to me, um, when he woke up in the morning, you know, he would, it was for him with ALS, it was difficult at first because he would dream at night that he was healthy. You know, he, he wouldn't be sick in his dreams. So when he woke up, there was that realization that, you know, he, I, you know, my body is now in this condition and he would, yeah. he would use the morning to, he would, he would cry. And he would wail and would get everything out of his system for 45 minutes. I don't know how he picked wow. 45 as opposed to 35 or 55 or an hour and a half. But for him, it was 45 minutes. And he took 45 minutes and he said, and then that's it. And now I'm going to start the day anew. Okay. I'm I like that. that aside. All my wailing and crying and all of my yesterdays, in other words, all of my everything that I'm bringing into today, I'm, I'm flushing out. And then he would begin his morning after those 45 minutes he would he would start the day and that freshness that approach that like okay what's going to happen today especially for somebody like Maury who was in a situation where he knows the days are dwindling right but he still can celebrate each one that he got and i saw well if he can do that even with the shadow of the dwindling hanging out there then i have to try to celebrate the joy of every morning while i'm you know here and healthy enough to enjoy it and all the rest. So no matter what your burdens are, no matter what your pressures are, don't 
start the day by pulling like the, pulling the blanket over top of you, you know, and, and say, well, this is the blanket from yesterday. Let's just cover this is a Monday's blanket. Let's cover Tuesday with it. That you is should, a good visual, by the way. Yeah. You should like, just throw it the other direction. Like, don't pull it into this next right. day, right? right? Yeah. Don't pull it into that. Throw it off and get out on the side of the bed where there's no cover and, uh-huh. and, and you know, and, and, and starkly face the newness of the day. And there will be joy in it. So, Lisa, I, I, I pray that there is joy for you tomorrow, you know, yeah. as, as you Thank begin. You. And, uh, it's a, and I hope whatever was bothering you is better. Oh, is it it'll better all today? be fine. This is a few days later. Yeah, so it'll all I be hope fine. it'll I all hope be fine. It's gotten better for you. Well, talking about it always helps too. So that is um, true. So we'll call this the uh, joy comes in the morning broadcast and, and uh, a particular <laughs> episode. And uh, we hope that that's some help. I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit more on this um, and, and how fear, fear, is also something that comes at night, but can oh, be attacked yeah. in the morning. And uh, let's continue that next week, yeah, then, because uh, we'll talk about that. Because Maury talked a lot about how he dealt with his fear, and um, how each day he he took it on a little bit differently. So we'll get to that next week. Uh, in the interim, we hope you enjoyed our conversation today. We do this every week, and you can find out more about it at wetuesdaypeople.com on the web see some of our history and chat rooms and conversations and topics, et cetera, et cetera. I want to thank Lisa Goich for putting this uh, show together, especially in light of the the tough circumstance that she just faced. And uh, we'll be back again uh, in in seven days. Uh, Until then, on behalf of Lisa, I'm Mitch Album saying, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday, people. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday people.